Welcome to Branding Your Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning in, joining today's podcast, and being part of the Branding You real estate movement and community. Branding Your Real Estate was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to help you build your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. So today's podcast, I am so excited to bring on a guest, Megan Gribble with Megan Gribble Homes. We're going to get all into that, but pretty much just to give you a quick overview so you know what you're getting yourself into is Megan is an interior designer and a real estate professional. I've always been fascinated and interested for my own, uh, personal real estate business of what it looks like to be an interior designer and a real estate agent and how that works together. So she's diving deep into that, like 40 minutes worth of such great information. So keep on listening and I can't wait for you to get to know Megan. Hey guys, I am here with Megan Gribble with Megan Gribble Home. She is a South Florida realtor and an interior designer. I have been repeatedly kind of stalking you, stalking Megan here for like two years. I don't know how we connected on Instagram. I know when I started branding real estate, I kind of went after and looked for different agents and their profiles to follow for inspiration. And you were one of my first and I've followed you ever since. And, you know, one of your profile was absolutely beautiful. And the content that you put out there was beautiful. And what I really, really loved is how you put together real estate and interior design, because that was kind of always a passion of mine as well. And there's a lot of other agents that I've talked to that also love interior design. And I think we're all kind of wondering, like, how do they work together? But first, I want to get started before we get into all the nitty gritty of that is I want to learn about you. I want the listeners to learn about you. So you take it away. Tell us all about kind of let's go back your history. When did you get started in real estate and interior design? Like how did it all lead up to this point to where you are in real estate? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, really how it all started. My mom was an interior designer. So I grew up my whole life. Rooms changing. I would wake up and my room would have changed overnight. Literally all the time. So just growing up with that creative soul around all the time, I actually went to college for hospitality and entrepreneurship. So I double majored. And my idea was to do event planning, just using that creativity and having that facet. I got into it in, we were just talking about this 2013-ish. Didn't love it. It was the hours, just the scene wasn't something that I was loving in the particular field that I was at. And so my mom had an interior design business called the Courtier Door. And basically that was a dorm room bedding business where everything was made locally and shipped out all across the United States. She was on Good Morning America, all that fun stuff. And she really started that when my dad was sick. And that was kind of her facet to get through those tough times. And I will say he's doing great now. So all good things there. But that was really, she just needed help. So when I decided to quit that job out of college, I jumped in and was helping her. Something I really thought I would never do. I'm very independent and want to kind of pave my own road, but I think it just kind of fell in my lap and her baby became my baby. With doing that, we launched another section of the business called Baby Bump Bedding, which was custom baby bedding. 
And so that was a really cool experience for me because I got to learn not only just the design aspect of it, but we were learning how to make the products. I was doing the website, the marketing, anything that encompasses a business was really falling on me, especially when my mom and dad had to move for his treatment. So it was my sister and I doing everything. And it kind of was just a really cool time for me to really figure out what I wanted. All that to say, when they came back after my dad's treatment, I realized that I really wanted to kind of branch off and do things on my own and really dive into the actual interior design aspect of it. So that's when I created Megan Gribble Home. I really wanted to incorporate two things that I love, real estate and interior design. The interior design, I kind of already had, you know, nine-ish years of experience, but in a different way. And so I got my license, I think, in around 2017 or 18. And then I kind of just started combining the two. It was really mostly real estate and then trickling in interior design projects on my own. And the rest is history from there. I want to go back because that's such like a great story of just how you got into it. We'll go a little deep. We'll start there. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, but if anyone has, they know that like I like to go a little deep to see like how you got where you are from saying your mom, just take on and create a business. Like I love seeing women do that. What kind of mindset did that give you to start your own business? To be like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own business. I can definitely do this. Great question. I think it's really, and my dad was an entrepreneur too. So they both had their own business. So really... I mm-hmm. don't really know anything other than that. So seeing them grind, if you will, and not necessarily a nine to five job, but that doesn't mean it's not a 24 hour job some days. I think I just became so accustomed to that. And I loved that they had such a say in the business and that those decisions that they made really were ultimately what happened. I think that was just really inspiring for me and being able to, quote unquote, be your own boss. Not every day is that the most fun situation, but definitely worth it in the end. So going back to the interior design part before you got to real estate. So you definitely had the experience. I think you said like nine years, nine or 10 years. Yes. You said you kind of branched off and did your own thing, which was a little different. What did you do to prepare for that? Did you take any courses? Did you get any certificates? What did that look like? Courses and certificates, yes. I signed up for a lot of different online things where I can learn. I helped other people that I can learn from. There's a mentor that is actually a really good friend of mine named McCall. Interiors by McCall. She's amazing. We kind of collab on a bunch of stuff and she's been integral in this field for me. And I actually met her just through a friend. So that was awesome. Yeah. Do you remember any of those courses that you took, any that really stood out that you think would be great for someone in the real estate industry that also wanted to become an interior designer and mesh the two kind of like how you've done here? Gosh, I'm trying to think of some of them because it seems like it was ages ago. One that I recently did, and this was more so not really interior design in particular. It was a business coach, essentially, or she And her name is Katie. And I can give you that info so that you can link everything for everyone. But she was amazing. So she basically comes in and 
you have a meeting with her in the beginning, and then she goes over for two hours your entire business. So the structure of it, how you want it to work, anything that you would like to change. And that for me was awesome because definitely having two full-time businesses is a lot to juggle. And Mm -hmm. so that's really, at the end of the day, there has to be the boundaries, there has to be the systems put in place so that I can better serve my clients. And that was really, really good for me. So that's something I would really suggest for someone. It is an investment, but something that hands down was worth it. I actually found out about her from McCall and she did it as well. And a couple of interior design friends that I have, we all kind of share ideas and different things that we've done, things like that. Same with real estate. It's always good, in my opinion, collaboration over competition because there's enough out there for everyone and someone's Mm -hmm. style might be a little different and they'll go to that person for that. And those personalities might mess better. So that's something that I really find important. What was one like little takeaway from other than that, which is really important, but one takeaway that you got from your coach that you would share here that you felt was really impactful to just maybe streamlining your business or increasing the production? What's one standout? Sure. So she set me up with, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a platform essentially called Asana. And it's it's a time tracker essentially. So basically it would have for both real estate, I did it for both real estate and for design. So it would have, here's a new client and here's a checklist. And so no matter who is working on this project, if I have an assistant or my business partner for real estate, Brandon, we know that this is this checklist and these are the things that need to happen. And it's the same streamlined process every time. So that's something she set me up with. She put together the whole process. She put together the automations. And then same thing with design. That whole process was put together as well as emails. So there's emails that I have templated that someone comes on and inquires. An automatic email goes out. And then the next thing they do is sign the contract. An automatic email that was drafted based on my business goes out. All of those things that have helped streamline so that I can really focus on the things that they're really hiring me for, which is either buying or selling the home or design versus writing these little emails. But that's what really keeps the project on track. That's what makes sure the client knows what's happening, whether that's Mm -hmm. in real estate or design. They know, okay, this week we're working on this. Right now we're kind of on the back end, so we're going to be a little quiet around here, but know that we're working on the project, things like that. How much time do you think that freed up for you to focus on like the needle movers? Gosh, a lot. That's a good enough answer. Honestly, I don't even have a number for it. I just feel like I have a little breathing room again, especially during COVID. Neither of the two were slow by any means. And my business was also ramping up a lot. A lot of people were starting to do the interior design and bigger ones, which I love. And real estate was absolutely insane. And you're literally just on someone else's time clock. Essentially, it doesn't end. Mm -hmm. And so how it helped me was astronomical, just in having a little bit of my time and life back so that I didn't feel like I'm drowning. Yeah, I feel like that is real estate. Either like you're drowning or you're like, hey, where's the business? What's going on in the door? And it's really hard, like, bouncing between the two. I've struggled on that a lot. I get anxiety when it's actually quiet. And then I get anxiety when it's crazy. But I work better under pressure. And it's one of those things. It's 
either all or nothing. And I yeah. probably feel the same. I think that's just the real estate industry, you know? Yeah. So I really want to get into seeing like how real estate and interior design work together. You know, on your Instagram, it looks like you have one Instagram for both. Is it kind of like Megan Gribble Home is the overall umbrella and then under that is interior design and then real estate, but all on one page? Or do you have multiple, we'll say like marketing channels for each or do you bring them together? I bring them all together. So it's all exactly what you said under Megan Gribble Home. I kind of wanted to just have one business that encompassed everything. So sometimes it works out where the client uses me for both. And for instance, I have an amazing client that actually found me on Instagram and we've become close to what I call friends now. They're an amazing family, but we found them a house after whatever it was up to a year. They moved down here and then we have completely renovated their home top to bottom. So three kids' bedrooms, a guest room, wow. a cabana bath, regular bath, living room, dining room, full kitchen remodel, the whole night. And so in that case, it all worked. And that is, you know, why I created that little thing called Men Gribble Home. But then others, someone might call and just need a real estate agent. And I absolutely adore that. And I love it. Someone might call and just need to design a few rooms or one room. So sometimes it's all encompassing and others, they only need a certain arena. And I didn't want to take the business to a place where they felt they had to do everything, where they could pick and choose what they need. Because at the end of the day, real estate is something that you might need, but interior design is definitely more of a... People can do it themselves, right? I'm so sure a lot of people try to. Yes, exactly. And it's a different scenario, but higher end is definitely the clientele for interior design when you're paying someone to do that service for you. Yeah. Well, okay. So this brings us to like another point. How have you found that interior design has supported your real estate business, whether it's getting you clients or supporting the brand. I mean, how has it really supported and helped your real estate business grow, we'll say? I think one thing, and as silly as it might sound, but Instagram, I think it's a lot more exciting and fun to see the photos of the designs that I've curated and the behind the scenes of things going on than another, what every realtor does, like just sold. And Mm -hmm. I do too, but I try to keep it on a good mix. So I think that that has been really fun. And I think that people find value in that. I've had a lot of clients that come to me for real estate, but they say they found me because of interior design. They love, quote unquote, my Instagram and they love following me, but then they want to work with me in real estate because of that. Or maybe they think, you know, I can tell them, oh, this room would look really good like this. If you just change this, I have the vision where that would help them in the real estate field as well. For sure. I mean, like, your Instagram, which we'll we'll touch on your branding in a little bit. Your Instagram is so much fun and you show up in like every other or every third photo, I think. Well, we're going to touch on your branding in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, we'll circle back to that. So we definitely touched on how interior design supports your real estate business. But how about how does real estate help your interior design business? And then let's touch on which one is your primary or does it ebb and flow? 
and just kind of like works in harmony with each other? I would say a little bit of both. I would say real estate is if I had to put a label on it, my bread and butter. So that's where I have the most income. I have more leverage. But as I grow, my interior design projects are beginning to be a bit bigger. So those are the ones that I really get to enjoy and put my whole heart into. And for me, that's a lot of fun. And that's kind of just to answer the question both. I wouldn't do one and not the other at this point. A lot of people ask me like, oh, will you just, and my business partners think I'm going to get too big for my britches with design as I grow and all of this and we'll stop doing real estate. And that's not the case. He doesn't need to worry. I really love doing both because I think interior design is not the HGTV that everyone sees. It is a lot of stinking work. There's always problems. There's always things that need to figure out, whether it's a measurement or you open this wall and this happened. And those are just things that we know, but it also when you have a personality like me, I'm a fixer. I want to make sure everything is perfect. I want to fix it right then. And so it's just a lot of time. It's not just playing around on the computer and pulling things from Amazon when you're doing it as an actual interior designer. It's a lot of work. On the flip side, same thing. Real estate, I think shows like Selling Sunset make it look just so snazzy and I wish I had those clothes but especially here in South Florida it's its own animal and the negotiations the sleepless nights the trying to get people under contract and even during COVID you know this many offers on a home and you have a first-time home buyer they can't do a no contingency or they can't do all of these things it's just there's a lot of pressure and wanting to help people and their families So yeah, long-winded answer to that question, but I want to go back. You were talking about how, you know, your partners and other real estate professionals in the industry that you work with, you know, they're like, are you going to do one or the other? I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, as you are as well, running two businesses. I mean, I love how they work together. But I think in real estate, having multiple streams of income, one, for someone like me, like I need the excitement of different businesses. Like I think you and I spoke before and you're like, I love interior design because I get to be really creative and that probably just keeps your energy up. And I just like doing different things. And also it is important to have multiple streams of income. And I think the whole world, especially our industry is experiencing that right now because real estate isn't moving as much. So having other avenues you can tap into when the market shifts, whether it is interior design or maybe photography or maybe doing a podcast like I'm doing here or investing in property. So I'm all about multi-businesses. And I think it's even better when you are in real estate. I've talked on some of my podcasts, which if anyone's listening, they might think like, oh, this kind of goes against what you said. I think if you are in real estate, you need to be full-time. You can't be like, I'm working, you know, a 40-hour job somewhere and then expect to sell a house here and there. I feel like that's where a lot of mistakes come in. But I also think you need to have multiple streams of income. So I totally love that you said that because it is absolutely true. And especially in real estate, I think there's a lot of agents that 
come in and, you know, do their one to two deals a year. And that's great. I'm not knocking that at all. But when you really want to do real estate and be successful in it, it is full time. So a lot of people ask me that and ask me if I am full time. Yes, I just am in both. So and they definitely suggest that. This is a perfect segue because then one of the questions I was like, would you say that this gives you a competitive edge? I would like to think so. I think just, again, when you're walking through a home and you can say, oh, if someone does want to redo this, oh, well, we could do this. And just having that mentality, I think I'm not the only one that has that mentality of being able to envision it. And I think if people love design and things like that, then that's something that they can use their creative edge for. But I would definitely say yes. But also, I think that's important. I think when you're in real estate or you are a designer, you need to have your creative edge. You need to have your niece per se that makes you different because that's why people come to you. Right. And I think, I mean, a lot of us in real estate, some are great at the negotiation. Some are great at design and they really need to lean into that and market it or even pair the two like you've done as actually marketing the two together, which I know that I would hire you be like, I get to bring an interior designer with me to walk through this house? Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you're not going to give all your secrets away, but at least being able to say this is what you could do with this room, I would definitely hire you over that, over another agent because of that. But then also, I'm going to touch now on your marketing, is that your Instagram, you're just so likable and fun. And like, even your signature, it's just such a likable photo. It's not, I mean, we know it's a professional photo, but it's not stuffy. Like I felt like just through the image, you're kind of laughing. I was like, we're best friends already. You know, like I want to hire this girl. I mean, in this case, I want to bring her on the podcast. All right. After we talk about the marketing and branding, because I think you have, like I said before, phenomenal marketing and branding, and it's through and through everywhere that you look, even your signature to your Instagram is all so seamless and so fresh and new and just inviting. And I think it speaks to you and likely speaks to your ideal customer as well, like who you're trying to attract. So tell me about that. Who do you have on your team to support you? Where the vision come from? Tell me a little about your marketing and branding. So I had a little bit of the background from Decor to Your Door working for my mom. But I do owe it all to my bestie, Stephanie. She's with Brandspired. I can give you her tag as well. She did my logo, my branding, my overall look and feel. And we've rebranded once. I think it's one of those things, and I know you and I touched on this a little bit, but when you put yourself out there, there's always going to be people that are going to mimic or mock or even literally exactly copy what you've done. So I think it's just adjusting and it can be really difficult because that's why you want to be that person that you go onto that page and you know it's Megan Gribble. It's whoever, whatever the realtor, whatever the interior designer is. So I had people screenshotting and they would send it to me and say, oh my gosh, I thought this was you. And it was somebody that took the exact branding that was custom made for me and put it on Canva, which is not what we use. And so I think like navigating around that and just making it still where it's cohesively to your look. And it honestly helped me because now I made my new branding a little bit more streamlined and sleek and goes a little more minimal, I guess, and classic. And so 
Stephanie really helped me with that. I think that was something that I struggled with. It is when you put yourself on social media, whether it's giving real estate tips and things like that, your idea is to help the client, but it's also to get them to hire you, right? So it's a definite, you know, you want to make sure that you're giving the client on Instagram what they want and expect from you in that space. So for me, it's keeping that aesthetic. So I love like a little bit of the bright and airy, but I'm going a little moody and You know, you want that to really encompass your work, whether that's what you're doing day to day, showing homes and really showing up and telling people what it's like to be a realtor or showing your work. One thing that some interior designers do is post other people's work, but don't give them credit. I don't think that that's right. I think, you know, tag the person or share their work, I think is awesome. We do it all the time, but definitely give the credit. So for... Feed-wise, I am a little bit silly. I have Planoly, which is a program that you can go on and basically look at what it will look like for your feed. So I'm a little bit silly. So for instance, if we sell two houses in a week, I can't have two of the white boxes next to each other. It has to be something in between, like a design, something. So whether I have to post twice in a day and then post the next day, my business partner, Brandon, will make fun of me for that because... I make sure that my brand means a lot to me, but it also says a lot about me. And so I'm very particular about what it is. I manage it all as far as that aspect, but as far as the actual logo and concept and all of that, that's where stuff comes in. Now, she did the logo and concept, but is she still with you day in and day out, helping you execute all of the post or is that you? Like, did you guys come up with a whole bunch of different templates to work with and then you plug and play with that? So she made the templates for real estate. So whether it's just listed, all of that, it's a template. I use Adobe. So you can do the same thing on something like Canva. But because it was custom and curated, that's the program that we use. So I just pop in a photo And she curated all of that. So that's something that I can just use repetitively by just changing things out, changing the address, all of that. But as far as design and the words and the stories and all of that, that's 100% me. And are you only on Instagram? We'll talk about like marketing channels. So social media, print, website. What does kind of the rest of that marketing plan look like in an overall sense? Honestly, Instagram is my bread and butter. I get a lot of clientele from it. In terms of real estate, we've actually never paid for advertising. We've paid to promote a home or something like that, but we've never paid for leads. And I consider myself very lucky just that we have that. It's all word of mouth or from different clients that we've worked with. I love that. All that. Don't ever use lucky because you got where you are because you worked for it, because you put yourself out there, because you do a really good job. That doesn't take luck. That takes a little bit of grit, some talent that you put out there. So, all right. I remember someone told me, they're like, you're just lucky. And I was like, lucky? I have worked my butt off to get here and sacrificed so much. All right. Keep going. That's all. I just Very true. Very true. But would I consider paying for leads and get doing even more. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see anything wrong with it. We just I love saying that it's organic though and that it's you and that it's authentic and that 
You're not doing anything that you don't want to do. You're not knocking on doors or answering those Zillow calls. I answer a lot of Zillow calls. We do get a ton of leads from there. Mm-hmm. It's not my preference, but I think it's incredible that you get most of your leads from Instagram. Are you on any other social platforms? Do you have like a YouTube channel like the Joanna Gaines of South Florida? <laughs> that's always, that's a goal. I have Facebook, which honestly is just Instagram carried over. I yep. do not have TikTok. I think that when you have two jobs and then you add Instagram and marketing to it, it's basically like having three. I have only enough stops in a day. Oh, yeah. I actually stopped on branding your real estate. I mean, for a year, I kind of stopped everything. And it literally was taking up like three hours of my day trying to post yeah. on the stories and do this and that. And I was like, how do people even have time to do all the other things? Mm-hmm. So I do my Instagram mostly when I'm in the bathtub because it's the time where I'm sitting still and not dealing with a million people at once. That's when I catch up on my text messaging, all that. But I don't have TikTok. I think my husband would lose it if I needed to add one more channel to scroll in bed while we're supposed to be having time together or watching Netflix or whatever. So that's really it. I do have a YouTube, but I don't use it all the time. That's something I really wanted to start doing. I don't love, and it might not look like this on Instagram, but I don't love being the front and center and being videoed or photoed. Don't love selfies. Just not my cup of tea. But you actually can tell. No, it's okay. I actually love that because it shows up in your Instagram in a positive way. Like you're not pretentious. You're just doing your thing. Like your Instagram is just so likable and so beautiful at the same time. And I feel like sometimes that's hard because, and I'm guilty of this, curating this perfect, we'll say grid, but not with any personality or me behind it. And you do such a great job with that. Thank you. Yeah, I think everyone should check out your Instagram. Don't steal it though. Don't steal it. (laughs) We can get inspiration. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I would really love to do YouTube and have where I could walk through. And for instance, this big project that I'm finishing, I would love to have somebody video it and walk them through and say, this is where we came up for the concept. This is why we did this. Share as much as I can, although I keep the integrity with the client because I do feel that if the client is paying me to do their space, I don't feel that I should give that space and all of the links and all of that to somebody else who didn't. Okay, that's their unique something. Yes. But I do share as much as I can and I, I just really hold true to my client. But same thing with real estate. Like I would love to do more videos on homes or new listings that we have and all of that fun stuff. I do think it's great. It's just another avenue that we need to just, just dive into. so much. Yeah. yeah. Once you make a little bit more time, which you might have now with Asana, maybe then you can dive into that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I like that idea. Do you do any type of like email marketing or have a website that, I mean, sometimes the website is just to have a face and not really as active. I have a website and that has really packages of how I work for interior design. So remote or in-person full design. And then it talks about Brandon and I and the team. It talks about Heart for Heroes. It's a program that it's just like Homes for Heroes, but actually Brandon and I created it. And we just give back straight from our commission. My husband is a firefighter and his wife is a teacher. So we love to give back to the local heroes in our community. So it talks about that. 
It has a portfolio where it will show my recent design projects and kind of just like an about me. So more of like an overview as well as a blog. I, again, one of those things that if we had more time, I wish I had more time to blog and I'm working on adding a little bit of that aspect back into it. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. So last big, well, there might be two more questions. So we've talked a lot about, you know, interior design and real estate, kind of how it works together. Is there any sort of kind of business, small business plan? You don't have to give us all the goodies and, you know, that'd be forever. But what does that business plan look like? Ooh, great question. Honestly, I feel like every project is just so different that I'm not sure there's an exact plan or something to share. Uh, I really just think it's marketing yourself. And once you get that clientele, just being yourself, someone's going to come to you and ask you whether or not, you know, they need you to help with this room or this space. As far as real estate, it's pretty much, you know, we go in for the meeting and the presentation. And I always try to do fun things too. And I'm a giver. So if you're going to a meeting right after we drop off a gift, thanking them for allowing us to come to the listing appointment. Same thing when someone books me for interior design, they get a gift of custom curated branded by Stephanie, a box. And it's like those little touches. Same thing when you're finishing the project, they get a custom curated, what I've been doing lately, actually, and I'll share this is that I have a custom book made with all of the photos, the professional photos, and it's a coffee table book. So it's something that they can keep on their coffee table and share. And at the end, it will have the before and afters of the project. And then a little note and letter and usually a photo of me in the space that we designed. And that's something, I think those things go a long way Yeah, in making a client feel like it's more than just a transaction. And that's what is really important to me. I don't want to be quote unquote salesy. I don't want to be transactionally based. It is my whole heart and soul to be able to help people and to be able to use my creative talents and make people happy, whether it's them finding their new home or getting them a really good price for selling their home or designing it. All of them just kind of encompass. But to answer your question on the actual business. That's you so many just goodies in there. And so much that you just added that I'm like, ooh, I'm excited about that, maybe for my business or, you know, yeah. really good ideas. The last question or last two questions, we'll start with one. Someone who's in interior design already in that space but wants to incorporate real estate and being a real estate professional, what advice would you give them for getting started? I think, well, definitely for me, you know, you obviously have to take the test and pass that. So for me, I did the week long and from coming and starting in real estate or being that being full time at that time. It was a lot easier for me to just take that week and nail it down and then study for it and then take the test versus I know you can take it where it's two times a week for X amount of time, three months or six months or whatever it is. Preference thing, but if it were my decision, I would definitely suggest just nailing it and getting it done so that then you can really add the real estate part. As far as the real estate and how it's how you brand yourself, make sure that you Tell your people that you're doing that now. What are you going to offer them? Why should they hire you because you're new? 
things like that. And I think that for me, it was the niche. It was the marketing. It was the branding. That's why people were trusting me. It was me showing up. And I think a lot of times, and this is something that I've just learned, there's these seasoned realtors that you look at and they get all of this business. But now me looking at them and I've been in it for X amount less than them. But I say, my goodness, how are they still getting business? Like you're doing the same things. You're not keeping up with the trends. You're not keeping up with the marketing. What are you offering the client where I would be doing backflips to be able to represent you and help you in this? And I think that's something important when hiring people. Oftentimes it's the younger and it has nothing to do with age, but it's the people that are really so passionate that are going to do the best work for you. So I think that's just what you have to show them when you get into it, because you are going to be working against that a bit, these seasoned realtors that have been there forever. And when you do a real estate school, you do not learn anything that you need to know. You basically are just tossed into the ocean with a bunch of sharks, literally, and have to figure it out. And that's how you learn. And every transaction I learn. But yeah, you just have to just stay with it. But you do have to give it your all. It's not something that you can do and say, oh, my friend's going to contact me because your friend might not. They might have another friend and you could literally throw a rock and hit a realtor wherever you go. It's yep. what makes you different and what makes you separate yourself. And maybe that is talking about interior design. How are you going to help them when you're walking through the house? Are you going to offer them a package per se? I don't technically loop that together. It's just two separate entities especially because I do have a business partner for real estate. But are you going to do that? Is that what you're going to do? And maybe if you use me for real estate, this is the package that I offer, something like that. I think there's a lot of different ways that you can really encompass the two. I think so too. Okay, so now the flip side. Say you're in real estate, but you've always loved interior design. Like where in the heck do you get started? Should you take courses? Should you get certificates? Do you need to jump on with a mentor? Do you need to do some projects for free? What advice would you give a real estate agent who wants to also go into interior design, claim they're an interior designer, and mesh it with their brand of real estate? I think courses are great and important because that separates you from an interior decorator and interior designer. Just meaning that an interior designer is going to be a full-fledged, you know, you're doing renovations and not necessarily only styling. So that would be kind of the difference. So I think that's important, but definitely not necessary. Do a project, whether it's for yourself or a friend, and get professional photos. It's not cheap. It's expensive. And a lot of times in the past, especially when I was starting, I would spend more on the photos, the professional photos than I did that I made on the project. And that was something that I knew would help my business grow, though. So now when people come to my Instagram, you're seeing these beautiful photos, these curated professional photos. That makes a big difference. So it's definitely going to take time, but that people want to see your work. So ask your husband to help in a bedroom or maybe you're redoing a bathroom, like walk people through the whole process of you doing it and you'll learn and you'll make mistakes and you don't necessarily have to share everything. You can choose what you want to share or not share. But I think that's really important. And I think that would be the best way is to really just show your work. Start it. Just, Mm -hmm. yep. Just jump in and do it. Well, I think that was the last question. I've already kept you for some time and you have so many great little nuggets in this podcast. 
So you know, sweet. Something I wanted to point out here too is like we all have our edge. Uh, we all come from a different background. Like you came from events and then interior design. And instead of saying, oh, that was my past life. Now I'm in real estate. You're like, this is what I'm really good at. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to use this to elevate my real estate business and vice versa. And it doesn't just have to be interior design. You know, it could be, you know, I was a hobbyist photographer and I worked that into my branding and marketing for our team saying like, I am the in-house photographer, which most teams don't have. Yeah. Or, you know, I came from a marketing background and it ran a marketing team and all of that. So I use that. And I just think you just have to look at yourself. One, what are you passionate about? Two, what is your background? And maybe you didn't love your background, but you can still use that. Like there's one real estate agent that I follow and she was a psychologist. Like you can definitely use that in negotiating and helping their clients and explaining things to their clients and understanding their demeanor to best work with them. And school teachers, I feel like also, you know, if you're a teacher and you're transitioning over to real estate, I feel like there's such an edge there for you as well. So lean into what you're already good at. Use that to elevate your business and stop trying to be like everyone else, you know, and this is your edge. This is your passion. And you took all your experiences and it led you to this point. So I think that's just such an important lesson for everyone. Like lean into who you are. And yes, I love that. And you'll succeed. You're going to be your own person and your own business. And it's going to be awesome. And like you said before, like just being passionate about it, people will see that. And the more you love your job and leaning into what you're already good at and what you love, you're going to be even more passionate with real estate, which means more jobs, more hires, more clients, more money, and living an overall great life. Absolutely. I love it. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining on today's podcast. Thank you. So much fun. Love it. Thank you so much for your time today and joining me on Branding You Real Estate. And a big thank you to Megan for her time and sharing her knowledge with us. I so appreciate her just taking that time. She's obviously super busy with both of these businesses. So Megan, you're probably listening to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to all of you, if whether you've had a win or if you have another agent that you really look up to or even someone outside of the industry And as you know, I like to kind of mix it up and do interviews with everyone and anyone inside and outside of the industry and bring it back to real estate because I think that's how we evolve. I would love to hear from you. You can shoot me a private message at brandingyou underscore real estate on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me. You can also find me uh, through Facebook if you do not have an Instagram, but please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to interview you or someone that you think would make a great guest. Again, thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Happy branding.